Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hey, I'm Hope. Hey, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. Hope, we actually both kind of saw something that's going to be on streaming platforms soon. Yes, this is another big spoiler alert for everyone. <laughs> um, but Madeline and I both got to see Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga mm -hmm. at Radio City Music Hall. And we went on separate nights, but both nights they were recording because they're going to be releasing a filmed version of the concert. So I'm so excited about that. I've heard you told me it's going to be on Netflix. I heard that it's going to be Paramount Plus. Interesting. So I'm not sure where it's going to be coming out. I mean, I wish it was HBO Max, but... But that's okay. We can't always win. <laughs> they can't have everything. <laughs> they can't have everything. No, the only reason I heard it was Netflix was because the night I was there, the head of Netflix oh. was was there at attendance at okay. that concert, along with Bon Jovi oh. and Nancy Pelosi, who I peed with. Oh, wow. Nancy Pelosi pees with the common people. Wow. I saw Bill Clinton there when I went, but Which, I did not pee next to Bill Clinton. So wow. a missed opportunity. <laughs> I don't know if he even went to the bathroom, but that that was that was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it's Netflix because Lady Gaga has her documentary on Netflix. True. Which Five Foot Two. It's one of my favorite documentaries because I'm a huge Lady Gaga fan. So um, yeah, it wouldn't be shocking to me if it was if it was on Netflix. But Paramount Plus, I know, is a newer platform, and maybe they have something with Tony Bennett. I don't know where this all connection yeah. lies. I don't know. Maybe some of the music Paramount owns. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean. That would be interesting. I have no idea. Literally no idea. But it was kind of exciting because it was almost like we we uh, saw the filming of something that's going to be on a streaming platform, which is like what we talk about all the time on here. Obviously not a movie, but, you know, it's like a, a concert film. So yes. I'm exciting. I'm very intrigued to see the final product of mm. it because I don't know what happened the night you went, but the night I went, there were like a couple of mishaps. So I'm oh. wondering if like those mishaps are going to make the cut right in the concert and what's going to be, you know, like the version that the public gets to see. Yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, that's why then they recorded both nights. So that way they don't have that. But right. I don't know. I like seeing, I don't want to see perfection. You know what I mean? And no. it's more fun to have a live performance. Otherwise just do it in a studio and, you know, mm -hmm. keep doing retakes. So I agree. I agree. I'm excited for that. I recently, not a movie, but I've been watching the white Lotus on Me HBO. Too. Really? We have not talked about this. No, I mean, I as of like two days ago, so that's why we have. Okay, I've <laughs> I've seen the first three episodes. Okay, I am on the second episode. Okay, what do you so think? Far, so far, I think it's kind of hilarious. I don't fully understand like what's going on. It's giving me old vibes in the way that this is like a tropical resort, and I feel like something's going on that I don't know is happening. So I can't give any spoilers because I quite literally don't know them yet, but I'm enjoying it so far, and it has an amazing cast. You have Sydney Sweeney, who I love from Euphoria, and Jennifer Coolidge, and I haven't seen Molly Shannon yet in it, I don't think, 
Maybe she comes in a little bit later, but I know she's in the show. So I'm enjoying it. I haven't heard a ton of talk about it, but I do follow some like media coverage accounts and bloggers and they've been posting about it and saying that it's been great. And I think they just aired their last episode last night, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. It, and it drops every Sunday night at 9 p.m. on HBO oh, Max. Gotcha. So yeah, I definitely have some catching up to do, but you know, had to had to mention a little HBO Max show that I've been enjoying. Yes. Yeah, I think it's interesting because it's kind of satirical. Like I find the moments that I laugh in the show is usually out of like awkwardness yes. or out of very much like WTF is happening mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. which which I think is so interesting. It's very reflexive, oh, yeah. which at first I, I don't think I grasped that concept right away. Like I watched the first episode and I was like, what in the actual, what am I watching? Yeah. But at this point now, I do think it's kind of, kind of funny. I think kind it's of ridiculous. Yeah, it's so forward, but it's so like, the humor is so realistic that it, I don't think it's, I mean, obviously they know that they're like trying to be funny, but it doesn't play that way. Yes. Like, it just seems like, oh, this is so, like the dad thinks that he has testicular cancer <laughs> and he's showing his wife and it's hilarious because it's kind of so unexpected and then like the son they've made him sleep in the kitchen and it's just like weird funny things that i'm like yeah that happens in families though like it's just wack it's it's wacky they're not like oh my god let's crack a joke like this is really funny i'm also enjoying it because sydney sweeney's character and i think it's like her best friend Mm -hmm. on they're on this trip together with their family and they're very Gen Z and all the things that they're saying, it's just very like on the nose. <laughs> and as of right now that I don't know if this show will age very well. Yeah. But a lot of things they're mentioning are like current topics. So it's it's been fun to watch. I've been enjoying it. But aside from that, what I most recently watched is also on a streaming platform, which we have been talking about, you know, the Lady Gaga concert going to be on a streaming platform and... The White Lotus on a streaming platform and today's movie, Jungle Cruise, which is released in theaters and on Disney Plus. And it's directed by Jaume Coulette Serra and written by Michael Green and Glenn Ficarra. And it's starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt, which is such an odd duo. Right? But I am kind of obsessed with them. Oh, me too. Especially after reading their cover story for The Hollywood Reporter. They were just on the cover. As they should be. A couple of weeks back, looking adorable. And what's so interesting is that this filmed version of Jungle Cruise has been in pre-production, been in the works since the success of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which was back in like 2005. So Disney was like, okay, the ride at Disney World to movie adaptation track is working for us. Let's do it with Jungle Cruise too. That's another one of, it's another boat ride at Disney. Mm -hmm. And it's another one of the most iconic rides with a story to it that we think could be a great movie. So like at one point, uh, Tim Allen and Tom Hanks were going to star in it. They fell through. And over the course of this, like literally like what, 15 years Mm -hmm. of development, they ended on uh, Dwayne Johnson as the lead and he really wanted Emily Blunt 
to be the co-stars. And she did Mary Poppins. And she did Mary Poppins, but they actually signed her on for this before Mary Poppins, oh. I believe. He was just like, I think she's the right person. He he said something about like loving her ever since Devil Wears Prada yeah. and just like thinking she was a fantastic actress and mm. person. And he's like, I think she's the right one. So he like messaged her about it too. And she ghosted him. Oh. <laughs> and finally they like sent the script to her house and she agreed to read it begrudgingly. And then was like, okay, you know what? This is something I could sign on for. Oh, interesting. I, in terms of the whole Disney ride to movie, I am very passionate about this because as I talked about in the Cruella episode and like every Disney movie that we've discussed, I come from a family that is like obsessed with Disney. It's pretty much the only place that I've gone. When people ask me if I've seen the world, I say yes, but only the world showcase of Epcot. And that's just what I grew up with. So that's jungle cruise i love so much so watching this i was like all right they really need to do a good job because one of the things i've been pretty passionate about is they are making a lot of disney rides transforming them into the movie so like the tower of terror ride in california they have now changed into guardians of the galaxy and stuff like that is just making me sad because i mean i haven't seen guardians of the galaxy and i know people love it but classic rides like that, it kills me to see just turn into like super commercialized. So I'd rather see the reverse and see a ride like Jungle Cruise, which Walt Disney created and have them make something inspired by it rather than put inspiration on top of it. So I was thrilled from the start with this movie. It starts off with Dwayne Johnson's character and he is a skipper for a jungle cruise, which is very much like the ride. And the jokes that he was saying were the exact jokes that they say on the ride. And I I went with a friend who has not been on Jungle Cruise, but I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yes. They're, they're, they're saying the jokes. I'm so excited. And on the ride, they say these jokes about like, oh, we're going to go look on the eighth wonder of the world, the backside of water. And he said that. And like, there's certain jokes that they make almost every time, no matter what skipper you have on the ride, you'll probably hear it at some point or another. And it made me so happy that they put that into the movie and that it wasn't just like, oh, okay, so we're taking this theme of a jungle cruise and like, we're going to do our own thing with it. Also, another thing in Walt Disney World, they just added a restaurant a couple years back called Trader Sam's. And it was supposed to be basically they needed another like sit down restaurant down there and they wanted to expand the adventure land part of the park so they created trader sam and it's supposed to be like that's where the skippers go on their lunch break which is adorable and in this movie they added a character trader sam i loved that so much i thought that that was genius and when i went on the ride back in june when i went to disney they had some things covered they're not completely closing the ride yet but at night when the park closes because it's Disney and they're crazy, they are adding things to the ride that are pieces from the movie. So I think that is beautiful and perfect that they're gonna marry the two. It's not gonna be an overhaul of commercial on top of this classic Disney ride that Walt Disney created, very similar to what they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean had a remodel a few years back and um, it is a little bit more inspired by the movie. Of course, there were things in the ride originally that were not okay, like they are selling a redheaded woman and now she is like in charge of the pirates in that little scene on the ride. So there's been a lot of overturn and I'm excited to see that 
rather than, you know, I don't know, putting like Jungle Book on top of this ride, they instead made a movie to supplement it. So long story short, I was thrilled for this movie. And I mean, I'll cut right to the chase. I was not disappointed. I really loved the way that they married the two. And I love Tom Hanks and I love Tim Allen. They are Disney classics, of course. But seeing Emily Blunt in this role, first of all, huge fan of her. Yes. If you have listened to our episode where we talk about A Quiet Place Part 2, you know I love her work so, so much. And I love her husband, John Krasinski. We love them forever. Seeing a female character as this like strong explorer mm. and the lead of this. And a doctor. And a doctor literally from the start and like the whole joke is that she wears the pants and all this like i was inspired as a 20 year old woman living in new york on her own let alone like being a little girl watching that like it made me emotional i was like this is what i needed as a kid like just i loved it so much it wasn't oh a female lead so obviously she's a princess no like she was running the ship and she was kind of like telling Dwayne's character what to do. And gosh, I just really, really am so happy that they have a female lead who is strong and knows what she wants and was quite literally like taking charge and had a lot of like action in it. I'm not an action person at all. And this film had maybe a little too much action for me because I was like, whoa, okay, what, whoa, what's going on? Like, we're, we're jumping all the time. And there was a little bit of fantasy too, but I think they know their audience. Disney is smart about that. And they know the kind of people that want to watch this movie. It's a little bit above like a little kid family movie. I would say like a family with maybe like 11 and 12 year olds would do really well with this. It would really, really enjoy this. It definitely keeps your attention. There's always something new going on. And the characters were really, really fabulous. And I'm I'm really happy with the casting. I think that that was genius. Mm-hmm. And another kind of newer part to Disney movies that I was really thrilled to see was that Emily Blunt's brother comes along on this trip with them. And we at first see him, he has all these uh, suitcases and he's putting on his moisturizer. And later on, he's telling... Dwayne The Rock Johnson's character that he is interested in men. And I do believe that there is a lot of room for improvement in this because we never see him with a man. And there is that stereotype of like, oh, I need all my things and I need to put my moisturizer on. And, you know, there are more than just that stereotype of like a high maintenance gay man. (laughs) But I was really thrilled to see this as a step in the right direction. And yeah, yet again, I I feel like people are really enjoying this. I don't know. I loved it. What did you think? I had a fantastic time. I loved every second of it. I have not been on Jungle Cruise as recently as you have. <laughs> I think the last time I went, I was 10. But I always remember that being highlight of going to Disney World when I was little and something that my parents and I could all connect with. And I think this movie does a great job of meeting the middle ground of something that's action packed, but it's also a comedy, but it's also very inspirational to the younger generation that's watching this as well. Emily Blunt and uh, Dwayne Johnson together are a ridiculously amazing combination. And this combination reminded me so much 
of the African Queen, which is, um, you know, if you know me with my old movies, uh, which is Catherine Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart, who are also in the middle of Africa on a boat cruise to try to get to where they need to go, just the two of them alone, you know, also falling down waterfalls and seeing crazy animals and obviously not as much of an adventure movie. Well, I take that back. I mean, honestly, for like a Katherine Hepburn movie, definitely an adventure movie, but not so much to the Disney extent. But this new partnership reminded me a lot of that while also reinventing itself as something new for the entire family to enjoy or the entire friend group to enjoy. Well, speaking of old films like like African Queen, one part that I loved about this is Emily Blunt's character has this like old camera and they're shooting film and it's all black and white. And that was so touching and I loved it. And I was like, I could have done the whole movie like this. It was like a cute little silent film and I loved it so much. I don't think it's too niche uh, of a Disney film to really alienate anyone. Mm. You don't necessarily have to have the buy-in like you have Madeline of really knowing Jungle Cruise and like understanding that these jokes were from the ride and all that stuff. Uh, you don't need all of that to have a good time. So again, crowd pleaser for everyone. Super fun. And yeah, I don't know. I I was a big fan. I would be very excited to watch this again. I would also be really excited to watch this with a group of younger people. Like yeah. if I want, like I would love to watch this with my little cousins and mm. see how they react to it. And it turns out to be a love story, which I loved so much. Which also happens in The African Queen. Oh. So that's a little bit of my... <laughs> my little tie-in so yeah I think it's beautiful it's fun it's kooky it's kind of long yeah I was surprised there were a couple of moments that I was like wait we're still going yeah it's there's more adventures to be had 127 minutes which I feel like is kind of long for a family children's movie but um yeah, there were probably some parts that I, I could have done without, but overall, I really, really enjoyed this, and I would say it is Cinema Chicks approved. I agree. Yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Honestly, if they made a sequel, I wouldn't be mad about it. I would be very happy with a sequel. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's necessary. This this did give me enough, but... Are they ever necessary? No. Sequels are never necessary, but I would take it. I would take it and run. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say even that would be Cinema Chicks approved. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> if it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt as a pair and a duo tag teaming the jungle again, I I just think I would, I would love it. So on that note, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed, you can rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. Also, you can follow us on Instagram at The Cinema Chicks and on TikTok at Cinema Chicks. And if you want to be friends, you can follow me on Instagram at Madeline Daisy Rancourt and on Letterboxd at Madeline Daisy. Or you can follow me on Instagram at Hope Johansson and on Letterboxd at HJoha. And before we end, we'd like to thank today's sponsors corny jokes emily blunt's dewy skin and beautiful hair how did it look like that in the jungle i don't know but i loved it yeah for real and jungle girl bosses everywhere in every century thanks for listening i'm so glad we had that talk thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you so much